Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. Being an upland hunter in the south nowadays unfortunately means a lot of travel to try and find birds for my dogs. This means it's even more important that my map scouting is reliable to justify the effort. This is where Onyx comes in. I can honestly say that Onyx directly impacts the level of success I find on my trips. Whether it's the private versus public land boundaries, the expanding number of unique layers and features by state, or the 3D mapping capabilities, my initial step in planning my hunting trip starts with Onyx. To know where you're going, you have to first know where you stand. Check out Onyx Hunt Maps and use code G. DIY20 at checkout to save 20%. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all new nitrogen infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The GDIY Spotlight is a monthly bonus episode highlighting nonprofits whose missions support hunting, dogs, dog training, and or conservation. At the end of the month, we donate 10% of Patreon proceeds to the featured organization. While the financial donation may not be much, It's our way of getting the message out and garnering more support for the causes that are important for all hunters, gun dog owners, and conservationists. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash gundogityourself to help support these great organizations in addition to helping out our podcast. We really appreciate all of our patrons, and as always, gundog it yourself. All right, everybody, welcome back to another week of... The GDIY Spotlight. This week we have Tina Leone on the phone from Sporting Dog Rescue International. Tina, how are you? Great. Thank you. It's so great to be here tonight. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Tell everyone where you're from. Well, I live in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, so not exactly the hunting capital of the world. (laughs) Well, there's there's a few woodcock (laughs) that fly through there. Uh, but if, uh, but that's, uh, I, I got into hunting because I moved here and, and met some people that were hunters and, uh, and, uh, fell in love with, uh, the whole, the sport and the people and, uh, and of course the dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's easy to fall in love with, uh, the dogs for sure. And then, you know, usually generally speaking, the people associated with the dogs, they're usually good people. So give us a rundown on, on your story there, how you got involved with, with, uh, gun dogs and everything. Yeah, um, it's it's, uh, it's so it's really I guess it's probably probably no more interesting than anyone else. But uh, it was a dog that got me into hunting. That's for sure. I yep. had started to shoot sporting clays, uh, and was uh, I thought it was I was getting pretty good at. It. At least people were telling me I was getting good at it. Um, and uh, a friend of mine said, "Hey, I got a new hunting dog." Uh, and I said, "What?" You know, I'd never been into dogs. I always liked cats. And um, and I said, all right, you know, he said, come out, you got you to try hunting. I'm like, I don't know if I can shoot anything. I just don't, I've never killed anything. I don't know if I can do it. I said, but I said, you know, I'll, I'll try. You know, I really respected this guy. And I said, you know, I, said, I am kind of 
I'm mimicking hunting with sporting clays. I should try it out. And I'm a vegetarian too, but you know, if I kill some, I'll eat it, you know? Sure. And, uh, he's, uh, so we went out, he get, we get to this beautiful hunt club, you know, and, um, very fancy. And then he opens up the back of his truck and then there's this beautiful, I mean, the most stunning dog I've ever seen. I've never seen a dog like this beautiful red and white, orange and white Brittany. And I didn't know what a Brittany was at the time, but her name was G Wiz, and she her, she's uh, Shady's G Wiz. So uh, she was a petty. Her dad, I guess, was the Wiz kid, and uh, so she was a beautiful dog. And promptly ran out and uh, took off. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this dog. I'm like, I need this dog. Um, so I hunted with her that day, and I hunted with her, and she was world class. And I was like so impressed like i never knew dogs could do these things yep. you know you grow up you grow up and you know you know when i grew up uh we had dogs chained up outside that was that was our experience with dogs you know like they were protectors for the house and they weren't really part of the family you know um now i mean when you see the hunter with with his or her dog it's a whole you know amazing relationship you know there's a partnership there there's love there you know and it's really just something to to behold when you have a uh, that that you see a great relationship like that i think some people i think myself included have better relationships with dogs than they do with their partners or <laughs> you know girlfriends in some ways um so that dog did it for me and that was it i i insisted i said i got to have her i i you know, i just fell in love with a lightning bolt and and i did eventually a couple about a year later when i bought a house he came over and gave me the, and uh, gave me gee whiz so that started the whole thing the love of britney's the breed um i just i just really got into, you know, the, the, I learned, I tried to learn as much as I could about the, the breed and, you know, I'm no expert, um, but I did get into hunting. I mean, I took her to, and I, I had a, another, I ended up getting another Brittany and went to South Dakota to hunt and, you know, Georgia and South Carolina with some friends. And, you know, so I, it, it, it ended, you know, being with her got me out to see the country. You know, I would never have gone to South Dakota and what beautiful, what a beautiful, beautiful uh, state, you know, and just, uh, and the hunting is just, you know, world class there. It's amazing, and you know, and then and then I got into rescue. I got into um, rescuing the breed because I just fell in love with with the breed so much, um, and started to do volunteer work with American Brittany Rescue, and uh, was a volunteer for the last fourteen years with them, um, and just you know, just rescuing the breed and 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 working hard to you know, um, you know, just. Rehome them, rehabilitate those that were sick or sure. injured, etc. And um, you know, there's we've got we've got a great uh, Brittany community in this country. The breeders, the rescuers, you know, the you know the the hunters. I I think it's a very responsible community. I mm-hmm. mean, certainly compared to what we see internationally. I mean, and so you know, the the need. Well, there's still a need here to to rescue that particular breed, it's not nearly as great. And, and I'll say this for, I could, you know, I, I don't, I, I can't give you numbers, but I can tell you that just from what I've seen, you know, America, the United States has done, uh, is, is getting so much better. It's, 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 be, it's the last 40 years, things have changed so much for the animal welfare and, you know, the way, the way we handle dogs and, and the way we, you know, the, 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 the research that people do before they, they, 
they decide to buy a dog or even adopt a dog, et cetera. So it's, it's just amazing, you know, the progress that we've made. I mean, we still have work to do here. You know, internationally, though, it's a, it's a very different story, and um, they're, they're definitely 40 years behind us, you know. Yeah, the so way they, the, you know. the time from, from that first Brittany that you fell in love with at the back of the truck, how, how much time was there between you meeting that dog and eventually owning that dog to getting into the rescue part of it? Yeah, so she, so that was, that was one, yeah, so that was, I was still was 20, not 20 years ago. Okay. 20 years ago, yeah, I, um, I met her within a year, I, she came into my, I mean, I bought the house, she came in and it was living with me, and I got to experience the full-on Brittany, you know, yep. hunting dog day to day, and so, you know, I started running, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we live, we live in an urban community, so, I mean, this is just, we're right Either outside start jogging or have a crazy Brittany yeah. in the house, right? Oh, yeah, exactly, I mean, they'll drive you crazy, any, any good, any hunting dog will do that, I mean, yeah. a good, uh, you know, one that you're actually hunting with is going to do that, so, you know, that's what's, that's what's great about, you know, people learning about the breed, they know this is a high energy animal, and if you take good care of them, and you give them the exercise, they're going to be great in your home, I mean, that's, Sure. You know, it's so. So, and did then, you end you up know, with some some uh, all rescues from there? Or, you know, how how long was it? Oh yeah. you started. Oh yeah, doing I started. The rescue thing? I yeah, I started just you know started doing fostering. Um, I did transports and fostering and interviewing people to to do adoptions um, and everything short of being the coordinator, a coordinator, which is a really difficult job. Um, you know, at stateside, it's, it's a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, but now, now I do that. I have to do everything, but, but, um, but I, so I, so I did, I just rescued and rescued and I fostered about 50, about 40 to 50 dogs. Um, oh my over goodness. That time with ABR and, you know, and, or and, and touched, you know, more as far as transports and learned a lot more about what it took to want to rescue. I was on the board of American Brittany Rescue for I believe it was about four years or so, treasurer. I was chair and vice president. Um, and so that really helped me get the, you know, the understand how things worked, what kind of expenses were involved, you know, um, managing, you know, the, the veterinary bills and how, the, you know, what was the ratio of how much you put into, uh, how much you invest in, you know, uh, rescuing that dog and then versus how much, you know, you, you actually get out. I mean, you're not in this business to make money. This is to, you know, you try to, rec- you know, you hope with the adoption fee, you recoup some of the expenses, you know, that you put into the, to the dog so you can help others. And that's really a bit, that's it really it. Cause it's all volunteer. There's yeah. no, there's no money to be made here, you know? Well, um, and a lot of people think rescue, they think free dog and there's typically a uh, adoption fee associated with rescuing a dog. Before we get into the details on that, paint a picture for everyone on, on how you branched out away from the uh, ABR's American Brittany Rescue, right? Yeah. So yeah, how you got branched away from them, not that you had anything wrong with them, but uh, how no, you started no, your own a- organization here. Right, right, yeah. I mean, uh, we we had uh, toyed, we had, we had been contacted by, you know, several, you know, organizations, people, you know, people just trying to save, you know, save these hunting dogs. I mean, all, you know, all kinds of breeds of hunting dogs in Spain and Greece, uh, Korea. And we hadn't, you know, we said, well, we only do, you know, we're, we're only, you know, America, you know, North America, Canada, U.S., you know, and uh, basically. 
and and that's a lot of territory, obviously. But yeah. they, we kept getting contacted, and you know we've you know they we had capacity. You know we what would what we'd noted what we'd seen is you know over the last you know in, in particular the last ten years, you know the the number of Britneys you know needing to be rescued has declined, which is a great thing. You know, I mean, the best thing you can do as a rescue is, is put yourself out of business because, you know, <laughs> the yeah. awareness is up and people are, are, are responsible, et cetera. So and that's why going back to the point about being a responsible community, I think that, you know, the breeders and the, the people that, that buy or adopt these breeders are very, you know, they're responsible people, I think, overall, generally. And, you know, that's a good thing. So the decline in the number of dogs needing rescue um, has, has led to more capacity as far as volunteers, as far as financial, you know, wherewithal. And we said, hey, you know, we, we're getting contacted quite a bit. Let's let's try it. Let's do a pilot program and see, you know, if we can help some of these Britneys that are over there in Greece or in Spain. And so the first the um, the first trip that we did for us was, you know, that of course I, I, of course me, I'm raising my hand cause I'm all over this. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. I, you know, put me on a plane. I'm, I'm happy girl. So <laughs> I you know, we went over to Greece was the first trip. Um, and that was February. That was three years ago. Uh, there'll be, yeah, three years ago, February. And, you know, and to meet the people and, and, and do the first, and do the first transport, see how it's done. You know, how do you get dogs back from Greece? I mean, we had no idea, you know, I mean, it's like, <laughs> this is a new thing that do all the research and, you know, and, and, and make sure and, and, and learn all the things from, you know, the CDC and the, your state and, you know, customs and how does this all work? So big learning curve there, met some wonderful people uh, that were, that were doing so so much work trying to rescue these dogs. I mean, and again, it's not just Britneys, it's setters, it's pointers. I mean, name it, you know, um, you know, setters are really big in Greece, very, very big in Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're beautiful, absolutely beautiful dogs. Um, and that's, it's, it, so it's heartbreaking. You know, you see these people on no, with no money, with no nothing, you know, and here we come in, in America and like, they look at us and, and sometimes they're like, oh my gosh, you're, you're coming all the way here for a dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, but the, but the well, people that's that are kind of what I was thinking, you know, there's yeah. a, uh, there are a lot of rescues out there. that are a lot more simple than what you're doing. I mean, you're traveling to other countries to get a dog and there's much bigger cost associated with that. So are you well, picking you up think. one dog at a time or are you trying to get, you know, the most bang oh, for your no. buck? Okay. Oh no, we, we, uh, yeah, with, with, um, usually typically fly the, the, you have to fly the European airlines. And so you're flying Air France, KLM, you know, Lufthansa, and you can bring on, like, for example, on Air France, KLM, you can bring three dogs per person back and they have conditioned holds. You know, this is something they do. They do this stuff you know, all day, every day, you know, so they're very well equipped and the people are trained to transport these animals in the, you know, on these planes. Um, I don't know why we're not so well versed here in America, but, you know, we, we do it, but we just don't do it as well, I think, you know, or mm-hmm. as confidently. So we, you can bring back three dogs per person. So that's what those, you know, things that we learned going forward, you know, and, um, and the, after, after the Greece trip with brings just three dogs back, you know, I, I was, said that we, we were contacted in Spain saying, oh, we got tons of Britneys in Spain. I mean, that's where, that's where the Britneys are. They're all so in your, Spain. So your pilot program yeah. turned into a, a full-fledged thing pretty quick, it sounds like. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It turned into a, a real and, – and we brought back uh, over t- about 200 um, over, over two years. 
Um, and over that time, I mean, every, I mean, and I tell you, one after the other, just, just beautiful dogs, uh, you know, great temperaments, you know, I mean, out of 200, I could say, you know, maybe one or two, you know, had, had, uh, behavioral issues, but I mean, it was remarkable to me that they were so, that they were so docile. And I'm thinking, man, these Europeans know what they're doing as far as temperament, you know? Yeah, so what's the issue? It sounds there. like these are really well-bred dogs. Like, why is there such yeah. an issue, you know, in other countries? Yeah. I mean, we have our own issues here too, but you, you kind of covered right. that the ABR is taking care of that, at least on the Brittany front. So yeah. what's the issues other- with other countries? Do they not have a lot of rescues or, or what's exactly. going on? Exactly. Hit it! You hit it right there. It's cultural, and the fact that it's not that hunting dogs simply aren't seen as pets. Yeah, there it is. And the Brittany, I don't. The Brittany's a, a, a breed of choice in Spain, and the you know people there just don't. See, generally, people just don't see this. Uh, see the Brittany as a pet. They're not going to yeah. go to to a shelter and adopt a Brittany. You know, they're going to get a small you know small dog and. Uh, you know, fluff dog or whatever. You see, you do see, you see the galgos, you see the pedencos are also the breeds that they're not typically going to get bred because they're hunting dogs. Um, but the, uh, but I've seen plenty of pointers, plenty of vislas, you know, uh, and setters also in Spain. Um, but mostly, but the Britneys seems to be the breed of choice, and there was nobody rescuing Britneys in Spain. No, I mean, very few. You know, you see, there's people crying out all over that country. You know, talking to us like, "Hey, we've got Britneys coming out of our ears. Can you? You know, nobody's taking these dogs. They're going, and they basically go into the kill shelter. They got three or four days, and they're dead. Um, and then the other, the other, you know, practice that the hunters, you know, is still the old, you know, especially the older ones. You know, they they hang the dog or they kill the dog. You know, that's mm. their that's their practice. You know, it's changing, and the, there's the laws against doing that, but it's still a cultural thing. It's hard to, you know, that's. It's hard to change. It's got to change with generations. Yeah. So. Well, it's the same way that I look at a, a tool. You know, once right. the tool is broken or better tools produced, it's like, well, let's let's throw this other yep. one away. Um, and and that's yep. how they're looking at dogs. That's that's tough to yeah. hear, really, because that's not how we look at our dogs here at all. Exactly. 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 I mean, the younger generations are definitely changing all that. It was so the first time I saw Brittany Madrid, I just about fell over. I mean, I was like, what? And I went up to the people. I'm like, I don't, you know, try to use a Google translate. I'm like, you have a Brittany. <laughs> like, how did you get the dog? And they're like, oh, we rescued, you know, we rescued the dog. I'm like, oh my God, that's fantastic. So, you know, they're a young couple. And so it, like, yeah. things, it's going to change. Um, and and it, I, I think, you know, now there's more rescues operating. The, the shelters now know to reach out. And there's not just, and it's not just my group that's rescuing internationally or here. There's other groups that are sure. now that are, that are, you know, and there's, so there's a getting past the, the, the stigma of importing a dog. You know, that's part, some of the, there's some, you know, there are some unfortunately political issues with people that, you know, importing dogs is, is a bad thing. Uh, you know, I, I don't disagree that we, we still have issues here in this country, but when you see, when you're there, you know, in the, in these countries, you see how these animals are treated and what's happening. You're like, you just can't, you, you, if you love that, if you love dogs in general, I mean, it's very hard to, to digest that and you, without doing something. Yeah. You've got to you know, you feel compelled to do something. Um, and as far as the cost, you know, that's, that is a good point to raise. I mean, the, the, the difference with, with what happens with, with dogs over there is it's a lot less expensive there um, to, to use veterinary care and to board your animal. Um, so, I mean, it's for us, you know, typically I won't, I, you know, we 
we rescue, when, by the time when we pick a dog off the street or from a kill shelter, um, that dog is there about three to four months maximum before, and then they, they're here. Because, so we want, because we want to, A, first, you know, we, we have to spay and neuter. We give them all their vaccinations. Um, we make sure that the dog is healthy in every other way. It's heartworm, flurry, you know, flurry and, um, uh, any other worms, any other, you know, you know, if they, if they have any other condition that needs to be addressed, you know, we want to make sure that they are absolutely healthy before they get on a plane. Sure. Um, so know, we don't want to be importing. Yeah. You know, in Spain, let, let's just talk Spain specifically. It seems like that's where you do most of the work. Um, do you have, you know, who's your point of contact there? Do you have someone there saying, "All right, I've got all these Britneys ready for you"? What, what's your connection there? Oh yes. So there is a wonderful woman that's uh, based in Barcelona, um, and her, her name is Natasha. She is not Spanish, but she speaks obviously speaks Sp- uh, Spanish and mel- multiple other languages. <laughs> so she <laughs> cool. she seems to know and has really. Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't know if she knows this, but she's a, a central point of contact for you know several rescues. That she's a. She just she just has become this coordinator for Spain uh, for, nice. for these dogs. So she just has like you know once she gets to a certain number she kind of lets you know like all right I've got no it, they they come in they 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 can't her or any of these rescue groups or anybody that that just that contacts me they can't pull a dog without without funding okay yeah, they don't have they don't have so when if I if when we pull a dog out of a shelter the, that dog goes directly to the veterinarian to, to the vet okay. as soon yeah. And the vet will assess the dog, I, and then I, I send you know the funds to pay that bill right then and there, and that dog becomes property of Sporting Dog Rescue. So I, at that point, I'm responsible for we're responsible to take care of that dog, no matter what happens. If the dog even stays in country, you know it does it does come, turn out that sometimes you know somebody wants to adopt the dog. You know, I mean, the, a foster you know that's the, that might have the dog. Somebody saw the dog and said, "Oh my God!" So I'm more than happy to rehome the dog in country. You know, yeah. that's great. We saved the life. The whole point is to save the life. Yeah, and logistically um, that makes it easier. But I guess ideally you want you know to have, uh, you know three, six, nine yeah. dogs, since you can fly back with three per person, like exactly. to maximize your funds, it's, it's best if you exactly. can do that. And that, and that is not a problem. There are so many, there are so many, oh, wow. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and what's great is that there are people, there are so many people who here in the, in, in the States who want to adopt, they want to adopt Britney's or in, in a, like for this example, I'm saying Britney's, but we also, we, as I said, I will also take Springers, any Vislas, you know. Well, pointers, I can whatever, tell from whoever, talking to yeah. you that it's not really going to matter what kind of dog it is. You're, you're going to do yeah, your best we, to make sure it doesn't get killed. I, well, exactly, especially the hunting dogs. I just, I feel, you know, that, yeah. and that's why I, I named it Sporting Dog Rescue because these dogs do, they do a service for us. They, you know, they. Whether or not that was they were great at it, it doesn't matter. They were working for us, you know. We and we breed them, and we they deserve to have, you know, they deserve to have a second chance. Um, and and so, you know, as far as as far as that, I mean, there are people waiting here to adopt, you know, these certain breeds. You know, in this case, you know, to keep on the Brittany. There's there's you know, we had waiting lists, you know, for people to adopt. So, I mean, why not? Why yeah. not be able? You know, these dogs are going to have great homes. Yep. And as far as the cost, as I said, it it actually evens out when I, you know, as as treasurer, and I I was, you know, very much privy to the expenses, um, and my own expenses. 
and I can tell you that it's it evens out um, very much very close to the the cost of, a, of of rescuing a dog here in the states as it does to rescuing a dog in 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 Europe or at least in Spain. That makes sense. You know, what's uh, even with the travel? What's you know, your criteria for someone with that's going to adopt one of the dogs? How do you determine if if they're worthy to adopt one of these dogs? <laughs> Well, I tell you, if by the if especially if you know when they're if it's breed specific, and, and again with the I've had so many Britneys come in because we were the we're ABR was first the only organization, and now I'm really the only one in the U.S. who's who's bringing back Britneys here. Um, you know, when someone knows they want to adopt a Britney, they've done their research yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they really have. Um, I like I. I really, I just have a good conversation with them. We do a home visit. Obviously, a lot of times it's virtual with, you know, photographs. And, you know, I really ask them what their lifestyle is like. You know, are you active? You know, mm-hmm. are you somebody that likes to be, because even the Spanish Britneys, while I consider them laid back and chill, in my opinion, they're still a little, a little higher energy than most people are used to. Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, they do take a siesta, which I just, I can't believe how, I mean, it's so funny to some of these dogs. And they are smaller. Like, like a lot of the a lot of the females are a lot smaller. I mean, I, 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 that's I, nice. I brought it back a female last last time. I brought back a female that was eighteen pounds. I mean, she was a pocket brandy. She's adorable. Oh my god! Um, so, and that's a that's yeah. a full grown dog, right? Not a puppy. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, full grown. Yeah, she's a beautiful uh, black and white roan. That's and a so, nice you know, size. Say, I'm sure it uh, is a nice size. Yeah. I'm sure some of the listeners are probably you know because I'm sitting here thinking, huh. This would be cool to adopt a Brittany, and, and you know I, I won't. But it, it of course, the yeah. cr- the thought crosses my mind. So, um, how can yeah. people a- apply to adopt one of the dogs? Yeah, definitely uh, go to go to our website www.sportingdog.org. Uh, um, and right on there, you can send me an email. Um, I'm get, I, because it's because it's just me now working all this stuff. I am uh, working on the website to put the forms up on there. But you can email me, and we can um, get you uh, send you an application. Um, and of course, I want to talk to 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 you before we you know take that step. And and obviously, you know, right now with COVID, we're not uh, you know, Spain. You know, I just and I think I I mentioned this in our in our pre call is. You know, we've, I had 20 dogs and they're still, they're on the website. And I like to leave them up so people can see how beautiful these dogs are. And, um, you know, that they're, they're really, and they really are purebred, beautiful Britneys. Uh, and for the most part, although, like I said, we have others as well. Um, because they're going to be, as soon as we can, I mean, and we're still rescuing, but I can't bring them here. Are those 20 that are on there have all gone to the UK. So we developed a partner partnership with, uh, um, Save our spaniels and spaniel aid UK, and so all of those dogs are now being there. Some of them are already adopted. They've just been transported a couple weeks ago to the UK, so they're all in homes instead of you know making them wait months, more months to come over here. Um, but also in the meantime, I've now got um, you know more. I've got <laughs> I've got relationships that have started in Serbia um because there are we can we can fly to Serbia and there are a number i mean hunting dogs there i already have pulled the pointer and three britneys wow so, um, so the, yeah so the name is uh 100% true international you're not just working with one or two other countries you're you're really spread around the world just about if we can yeah i yeah. mean we do <laughs> that's the goal yeah, we, right we, we, i have brought in a dog from korea um, and what's really important to, to our organization is partnerships, absolute partnerships. So 
Um, for that dog in Korea, we have a, a partnership with Arizona Brittany Rescue that that came and picked up the dog in at Los Angeles, and that dog was then you know adopted out through Arizona. So on the on the um, on the west coast, on the east coast, I have a fabulous relationship with Florida Brittany Rescue. They're absolutely amazing people. Um, you know, we fly into Atlanta, and they'll take six dogs, you know, at a time from us, and because they have people waiting for these for these dogs. So, I mean, it's just fantastic to be able to to have places for these dogs to go because I don't have a kennel here. You know, sure. we don't have that, so we've got to get these dogs into homes, uh, foster homes, and or permanent homes as soon as possible. That makes a um, lot of yeah. sense. So. There's uh there's some cost associated to this, you know, the vet fees uh in the other country, any boarding fees there, boarding fees here, the flight over there, the flight back. So, um adoption fee is that a, a standard rate that you have to yeah. charge? Okay. Yeah, we just we just uh, we're at, we're $500. So okay. we're not yeah, we're very much in line with uh typical adoption fees and typically it costs us be- about between about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars per dog wow. uh, investment, yeah, so, which is about what it, what it is uh, domestically. Yeah, so this, I mean, even the adoption fee is not, uh, you know, you're oh, not no. even, you're not breaking even. So how can how can people uh, donate? Where can we steer the listeners to donate to you? Uh, absolutely, I mean, we'd be love that. Um, at the, on the website, there's a there's um, uh, buttons there for, to donate uh, directly via PayPal. Um, okay. Our address is on there. If you if uh, want to use a check, we're we're happy to accept anything. And then follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram because we we do I do occasionally post dogs that have special needs. You know, we want to fundraise you know separately for them as well. Perfect. So. Well, everyone, make sure you uh, check out and, and follow Sporting Dog Rescue International on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you're willing, get on uh, get on their website and make a donation as well. Tina, thanks so much for for coming on really enjoyed learning about your organization and uh had a good time thank you so much this is wonderful and 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 just to, to get to know your community better and and talk to talk to them about our dog so thank you for sure you have a good night thanks for listening to this month's gdiy spotlight if you would like to see more on this month's featured organization please check out our facebook and instagram at gundog it yourself you can also find the organization's link through our website at gundogityourself.com. If you have a suggestion for a nonprofit that could be a good fit for future episodes, please send an email to us at gundogityourself at gmail.com. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance 
Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.